What's going on, my friends? This is Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And uh, here we are, <coughs> excuse me, back again. Uh, another Monday, another incredible lineup this week of <coughs> obviously lots of sips of coffee, but great guests. So, you know, let's jump right into it. As you guys see, we have um, today a former basketball player who scores big by doing this one thing. Daniel, welcome to the show. How you doing, Dave? Good, my brother. Good. How are you and where are you calling in from? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm calling in from North Carolina. All right, man. Awesome. So you're a uh, you're a baller. So tell us tell us about you know how you got into internet marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've um, obviously born and raised in London. Played basketball. Came over to the states and had a lot of success there. And uh, as I got into the internet marketing space, um, I was actually a network market. I was in a network marketing organization, and I've been yeah. there still, and still have some affiliation there. Great mentors, great um, scenario um, there, and I'm very thankful for. Um, but I think I was at Thanksgiving. I think it was like November. I was at Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, and I was just scrolling on TikTok. And uh, I think I saw, um, you know, um, Ian McClure, Brian, uh, Baron Ian McClure. I saw his video. Yeah. Wow. I think I saw Eric too, Passive Income Eric too. So, um, and I was just like, you know what, $7 to learn about the marketing space. I already knew back in the day that I really wanted to understand how to leverage social media more or even just leverage the online space. And I felt like where I was at in the network marketing space, even though I had many great blessings, I feel like it was slightly limited in how much I could expand just based on, you know, you know, different circumstances. So paid $7, didn't really pay attention to it. Started getting emails and emails and emails, saw a couple more videos. And I was like, $7 to, to, to learn again the space. And for me, I like to see stuff. So I'll pay 7 just to see it and, and make sure I'm not missing anything. And it turned out to be incredible. So, yeah, so that's how I, I got into the 15-day the challenge. Nice, man. So ma mainly you were doing offline stuff in network marketing and that's, you know, mainly includes, um, you know, prospecting people out in society, you know, which which actually a lot of online marketers who are just getting into, you know, just discovering online marketing, just discovering entrepreneurship quite frankly, and I don't want to go into the, oh, back in my day, I had to walk two, you know, miles both ways uphill stories. But, you know, I'll tell you that offline network marketing, it ain't a game. And trust me, this ain't hard, you know, compared to that. And that's not to minimize everybody's experience of get, going through the uncomfortability of just working with, whether it be your computer, phone, camera, I get it. But try... 50 calls a day, 20, 30, three-way call, home and hotel meetings galore, right, Daniel? You know the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, the funny thing is I got into – I was very proactive. Before the pandemic happened, I was very proactive with my team to go online. I wanted a place to go online, make sure that we can build business from anywhere. So we kind of transformed a lot of stuff online onto Zoom and everything. Yeah. Uh, we got to a space, too, where, you know um, – you know, what I love about your program, Dave, is you promote, you know, starting, learning the skills, build your own brand while learning the skills, where in that space, I don't think it was as much about building your own brand. And I yeah. thought I was starting to get limited. So, yeah, we did go into the online space, but, 
you know, I, I felt like there was more that was calling my name, especially the income goals I had. I just didn't see it quite, you know, aligning and getting me there in the time I wanted to for my family. Yep. Yep. No, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I think that network marketing is a fantastic way for a lot of people um, to, you know, to, uh, you know, get into the game. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we, we, we kind of, it's like the gateway drug, if you will, to entrepreneurship. I know it was like that for me. So in, in a lot of ways, I make fun of it all the time. Uh, only because I've done a lot of it and, and I know, I know what it's like. Um, but I wanted to just, if I can, hold on a second. Um, I wanted to try to see if I can, I can share this real quick. Cause what you just said is, is really, is really important. Um, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's looking like I've, I need to update Chrome and I'm sorry, but um, the, the thing that you talked about with it's, it's in the business blueprints, you know, it's in the fishing formula. So if anybody wants to, to know, have visuals and, and know what I'm talking about, it's in there and it is, a an upgrade. It is an, a, um, an upsell, whatever, you know, people want to call it. Uh, obviously you can go through the challenge. You, you can get into the blueprints. And for those of you who are new, um, there's no pressure to do that. There's some incentives as you're going through the challenge. If you want to get deeper into the education, want more accountability, there's, you know, there's a lot of detail in that. And um, it's, it's, I think you'll find long-term when you use the information, everything that you spend here at legendary, you'll make that you, you know, it's, there's an ROI of, 10 plus a hundred plus a thousand plus in this, in this business. And I think that's what I, I don't think a lot of people, Daniel realize about these skills is man, these skills, once you develop it, once you even get a foot into the industry, I mean, for network marketing, I have, you know, I got a foot into the industry by just signing up as a distributor, like everybody else. And then within a year or two, I was selling tools and training the network marketing as I was all in the industry, right? I got a foot in and then I'm all in, I'm making thousands of dollars and all of a sudden, you know, a week for me, that was, I'm rich. I'm working from home right now. If I made that today, I'd be poor, but here's my point. You get a foot into the industry and, and it changes your life. I mean, Daniel, how do we convince people that $7, even $2,500, whatever you invest into yourself in this space, if you use it, it's it's going to possibly be the best ROI of your life. Yeah, I, I think that's a great, um, great question, Dave. I think the biggest thing is for me, I think understanding my story will help people understand is, um, you know, I felt like I was, I had to catch up. Right. So seven to me, it was almost seven dollars and twenty five hundred dollars, whatever it could be, whatever, whatever the case, like you mentioned, to catch up. Right. Because um, when I was in the network marketing space, um, you know, phenomenal mentorship, phenomenal, great leadership there. Um, but I needed to learn different skills that would allow me. And, I, and for me, I'm a busy dad. I'm a global sales leader. I'm a busy dad. Right. And a husband. And for me, I wanted to get to the goal right so i feel for many people watching this if you want to get to the goal sometimes i mean seven dollars it really was a joke for me i just felt like i mean i know there's so many things i could spend the money on so i think to get people to understand that is just think more about what you could be missing rather than what people could gain i think sometimes we think oh yeah maybe 
seven dollars will give me seven dollar benefit. Well, if you right. think about it, like, hey, seven dollars could make me could ensure that I don't miss out on a hundreds of thousands of dollar benefit, right? And and that's the opportunity cost. And I, I studied accounting too, so opportunity cost is always my biggest fear. So I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. What could you miss? I like that. And and that's a real that's the real that's the real mindset I feel like of somebody who's a who's trained at success. And what does that mean? Trained at success, trained to be successful. If you've never trained to be successful, why 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 would anyone think that you're going to be successful? So for for some of you who are feeling frustrated, maybe you've never trained to be successful, you know, here's what I mean. A guy like Daniel, similar to so many people who have been successful in other businesses or other industries, come into this industry. And instead of looking at it like, well, there's just too many people here, or it's oversaturated, or who would want to hear from me, or all of these different imposter syndrome um, soundtracks that we play when we are not trained as success, somebody like you who you weren't born to be successful unless you were, brother, you tell me. I mean, it's your story unless you were born, but I, I don't know. Were you born royalty? Were you born automatically successful? I, I, I'm assuming you were. So you trained in success over the years, and now you're coming to, into this industry as late as you could possibly come into it. I mean, a better time to come into it would have been six months ago, 12 months ago. 10 yep. years ago, but you're coming into it in 2022. It's like, brother, where you been? But you're trained in success. So it's like what I'm what I'm picking up is you're not going, oh, it's oversaturated. Oh, you're going, who can I pay? Who can I hire? Who can I get around to catch me up fast so I can blow past all of these cats around me who ain't willing to work as hard as I am? Is, is it, Does that fit? No, that's true. I mean, to me, there's no point being skeptical from a lower platform. You know, like um, for me, I had to say to myself, you know, let me pay to get to where I can get caught up. And then my skills, talents and abilities now can outshine. Right. So I think for most people is, look, you know, you have to understand that I'm, I'm only 32 years old. And there's some people out there, you might be 40 or 50 and you feel like, man, like it's too late. Everyone's saying it's oversaturated. So I'm pretty sure, you know, Dave, the amount of people that say it's oversaturated, probably ends up being the fact that only two people are even doing it anyway. So, you know, the more I hear oversaturated, the more I realize, wow, there's less competition out there. So, you know, it just makes it easier to get out there and have success. You're right about that. You're 1000% right about that. And when I discovered that little secret that it was actually a lot easier to succeed than I thought it was because what I really had to do was just be tenacious about it and not give up because around me, if you can imagine a battlefield, men and women were just getting taken out all around me. I mean, just people were dropping, you know, um, another month. It's like, where'd Sally go? She hasn't posted for a month, you know, or, or where'd Bob go? I haven't, man, I used to be on his list. I haven't gotten any emails from him anymore. You know, people just drop off. They get distracted. They move on. Other opportunity, new opportunity, bigger opportunity, whatever it is. And, and usually it's just, oh, Bob's doing the same thing. He started, he started something new didn't follow through, and then he started something new. And, and, and I know people like that who I've literally known for 10 years who just, the amount of times that they start and stop something, if they had just put all that energy into that one thing, whatever it was, it, I, it's, and I tell this 
all the time to people. You don't want to do it here. You don't want to learn here. I don't, I mean, I'm just a guy who's here. You don't have to listen to me. Go do it somewhere, but do it and don't spend 20 years trying to get rich quick. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing too, Dave, is what people don't realize is you, you're, um, when someone's been successful, you've built multiple businesses. That, you know, you've gone through the grind of what it looks like to be at rock bottom. You know, even learning your story, you know what it feels. And I think sometimes what people feel with the hesitancy is that why would someone that's done so much want to help me, right? Want to put a program together that can help me when not realizing that the pain that you went through, the pain I went through growing up in London and why I had to go through in the streets of London and basketball getting me out of so many tough situations, that pain actually turned into the wanting to help and serve other people. And that's why, you know, your program is so incredible because it's putting something together for $7 to say, hey, I know we have to make this a lower cost so most people can get into it, but be able to now expand and grow. So I think that's another component to it too. Yeah, and that there's all kinds of reasons to be skeptical, isn't that? Why would this guy want to... And I'm just not even any type of guy. I'm just a regular guy like everybody else. And that's, you know, we get people get put on pedestals. It's a weird thing. Human beings are just weird in the way that we put some people up and put others down. But the truth is, is that, you know, we're all we're all, you know, sitting in a chair right now, listening in on a similar device. And some of us are talking and some of us are listening and we're all just humans having a human experience. And the um the secret of this business is is really just all about attitude um you know my my uh my daughter who's sitting over here is home from school today brought her to to the office says a positive attitude changes everything and i just i wonder somebody like yourself who's obviously come from some uh you you named it brother your story their tough early life, London streets, et cetera, probably done, seen, experienced things that some of us haven't and, and are glad that we haven't. And how have you kept a positive attitude and not gotten beaten down from some of your experiences, obviously probably some of the situations in life that were major letdowns for you? How have you not become pessimistic? How have you not become negative? How do you maintain a positive attitude? I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, for me, the, one of the major things that a lot of people in my life know about me, I, I truly believe rejection is not a thing, um, you know, because I think sometimes people's attitude can waver when they feel like they're getting rejected. But to me, I look at it this way. Rejection is just misunderstanding. And mm -hmm. rejection is never personal. You know, to, to truly be rejected, someone has to fully know you. Uh, so for me, to stay positive every day, if I if I have someone that doesn't get started or if I have someone that doesn't want to, you know, get on whatever the case is, to me, I realize there probably might be some misunderstanding there, right? That's not yeah. a big deal. Have more, just, you know, just interact with more people, you know, create more content. So I think the positive aspect mm -hmm. me is one, my, you know, my, my belief too, and I'm a strong believer. Another situation is just, I read a lot. I, I read daily. I have daily habits that I stick to. Um, I have habits and skill sets. I said to myself, hey, when you don't feel like doing it, a habit will take care of that emotion, right? And I just feel like people have to support themselves in a place to understand rejection isn't personal. It's not really a thing. Rejection mm -hmm. is misunderstanding. And it's just people just need more time or maybe you're not talking to the right person in the right place in their life. But the grace yeah. you give people when they want to get started and you know maybe they've had a couple questions for you or whatever it is, the grace you give people is usually going to come back. You know, you don't, you don't reap, um, mm -hmm. you don't, where you sow, wow. you what you sow. 
wow. You reminded me of this of this thing that I read and I, I just have to have to share it right now because it's so yeah. so on point from um what you're talking about. It says people who can't you know, it's just one of these things I just saved from from the internet, you know, somebody's post up, you know, a meme, you know, people who can't communicate think everything is an oh. argument. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And what you just said was was exactly that and I see that day in and day out and and I even see in 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 deal with little opportunities where I might want to be passive aggressive or I might want to be you know like 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 easy, like offended by somebody being you know frustrated or whatever and and what you're talking about right there you're right is the secret it's it's literally what um Zig Ziglar was talking about, I feel, when he says help enough people. It's it's those little moments where you have an opportunity to respond to somebody with with the same like kind of toxicity that they're projecting onto you. And in, in, in instead of doing that, turn around and showing them grace and letting them save face and being compassionate and kind in that moment will win you money and prosperity and in 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 respect and what you're talking about daniel is is i don't know i just what do you think about that people who think what do you tell talk to me about that meme or that quote people who can't communicate think everything is an argument do you think that that's true and how how eloquently does that sum up what we see every day in and day out in this industry and in life is just conflict and miscommunicating yeah no absolutely you know the funny thing is um, and this this does relate i was thinking about what you were saying and um it's just like statistics right if we think about communication when we have statistics someone might say uh one percent of people make it right whatever make it is well statistics really is a is has lack of communication too because it doesn't really communicate to you how many people actually did what it takes right if you look at the one percent the one percent did what it took to succeed Maybe the 99% got distracted. Like you said, they got started and didn't move forward. So that itself is a lack of communication uh, when it comes to that too. So I feel that kind of relates there. But the biggest thing is, you know, with, you know, arguments a lot of times that are started by people don't have, are not secure in themselves. And a lot of times we give the other person too much credit. Sometimes you might be incredible mm -hmm. how you deliver information. You might be incredible in how you explained how to get started and what the 15 days are going to be about. You might have had a great delivery, but a person might be insecure on something that has nothing to do with you. So if you just stay consistent, the right person will connect. As a matter of fact, that person will actually sit in the audience and find out that, oh, wow, you actually spoke to someone this way. I want to get treated that same way also. Some people don't see it the first time. Like you had, like you mentioned, I think, I think you said 7% of people purchase on their first look, I believe, or, you know, it takes seven times to come around. I mean, that's just people's yeah. personality insecurity people's past experiences it's never personal and that's why it's not ever you know miscommunication is not it's not it doesn't need to be started by argument we just need to understand what people are going through and just be consistent yeah i think one of the really easy ways to 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 kind of tell whether you're in a good place a, a place to be prosperous and profitable or a place to be basically where you're repelling people in money uh and and the question and, and re really it's how are you treating people when they say no? You know, how are you treating people when they either reject you or they say no? You know, because the most common trait of a toxic 
business person or or just toxic person in general is when they don't get what they want, what do they do? They start name calling and and they start throwing a fit. So I've actually seen a lot, tons of marketers and, and, and entrepreneurs and salespeople who when they don't make a sale, when they don't close on that very first try, you know, because somebody's just, I mean, not, they didn't wake up that morning and decide, they didn't wake up that morning with the intention of spending hundreds or thousands of dollars with you. Give them a break, give them a day. You know what I mean? But I see people and, and it's, it's, man, they're the kindest when they're on that first, but the moment that somebody says, I, I not right now, or I can't right now, or it's not a good fit. Or even if the person says, not leave me alone or whatever, the salesperson or that professional well, fuck you then, you know, going all off, right? I mean, just everything. And then they're sitting around and wondering, why am I broke? You know, why can I not get ahead? It's like I've tried 15 businesses. Well, everywhere you go, there you are, you know, and if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I see people, Daniel, it's, it's, they want to understand the science of the code in the funnel builder. They want to get real technical. And I say, forget that. Just learn how to talk to people and treat them with dignity and respect and clearly explain things. And then when they buy shit from you, actually over deliver, have surprises and bonuses there that they didn't expect. Do more stuff than they paid for. It's like, this shit ain't rocket science. And and I know that we as professionals, we like to sound like it's complicated and let me deliver the secret marketing formula and blah, blah. But here's the facts, guys. What we're talking about, Daniel and I right now, is it. It's just learning how to speak to people. Yeah. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah. And connecting with people and understanding that, you know, is is misunderstanding is a big thing. Rejection ain't a thing, like I said. So we are definitely right. And I just I, feel like- I love that rejection's not a thing because it really removes all of that they don't like me or they're out to get me. Because you know what really we go into when when we're when we get rejected? We get angry, like, well, you too but you know what we really are is afraid and scared and and you know it's just fear we interpret and perceive this person's words to be all about me you know and and yes you're so right i gotta realize this cat must be having a bad day yeah and and the funny thing is too um dave is even in my lives i, I get more i get more leads from my lives when I just have conversations with people and just ask them about them, I, I, you know, people find out about you. I have a little banner on my lives, you know, might tell them, you know, what I do, how they can get whatever it is. But all I do is talk about others and just ask them questions, see what they're about and connect with them. Cause I realize, and even some of my, you know, the people that, you know, connect with me in general, I like to just say hi to them. That's the important thing. Say hi to them. How you doing? And like, oh man, I've never had someone connect with me. Yeah, because we're human beings, right? So I think that's another thing too, is, you know, I have to consider that people are human beings. And I say to people, when I was in the network marketing industry, um, and I still have affiliation there, I always say to people, when you're in an interaction with someone, in communication with someone, right then that moment is never you. Again, obviously I'm humble enough to know that, hey, I might have a, 
bad way I said something, but it's never you because you just holding your ground and being confident to communicate information, communicate this program to someone. A lot of times have people come out of their shell and say, hey, you know, I apologize. I shouldn't have said that to you. I shouldn't have because they realized that they were insecure. They just wanted to throw something at you to see if they broke you down, to see if you can match them. But really and truly, they really do respect you. They just put you in a quick test and you failed the test. But then if yeah. you go back, you reflect and say, man, what can I do to have a better conversation? Maybe in the blueprints, what training can I listen to again? What can, you know what I'm saying? That would just yeah. change the dynamic, you know? I just had that situation happen last night with my wife. She asked me a simple question. I got defensive and, and, and she's going, hey, I just, you know, it's just a question, you know, and it wasn't, you know, she could have said, made it all about, you know, her and gone into her own, you know, um, uh, uh, yeah, that to where to, but, but she's wise uh, enough and has have been at, been at this long enough to know that it's not her, it's me, you know, and, and she doesn't take on if I'm going to be immature or if I'm going to be defensive, she's not going to take that bait. And, uh, she just says, Ooh, you know, wow. Okay. Uh, it's, I'm curious why you're so defensive right now about this, you know, and she keeps the pressure on me and, and, and the focus on me not to, Hey, can I want to catch you, but babe, what's up? Like, why are you okay? You know? And, uh, Instead of arguing, this is what we used to do when we first got into a relationship. You know, she would ask me a question, I get defensive, and you know, get, you know, you know how we get, we puff up, and and all this, and and then she would, um, you know, pursue and engage, and and it would end in toxic fights, and you know, I mean, you know how it is. It's the honeymoon phase is, you got a lot of the highs are high, but the lows are low, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and so. Um, so this is this is so true, uh, and the, the the this communication thing, learning how to communicate, realizing that you're in the communication business, realizing that you're in the people business. Th this is really, you know, all of you folks who say you you like people, and you know, you just you want to work around people that you like, and all this kind of stuff. Well, you create that atmosphere, and now that you're on your own and, and you're your own boss and you're in charge of facilitating your energy and the environment on your pages and on your profiles. Well, you control that energy. And so you get to have the energy wherever you want it, you know, and I, I'm really empowered by that. Even on this show is because I really get to bring people on. Whereas where the, the normal, what I usually experience on podcasts and things like that is a guru bringing on another guru, you know, and for me, what I like, about this show and the energy I like to create is this kind of scrappy, hey, here's all these new people who are using this training, succeeding. Let's learn from them. Let's listen to them. And, you know, I think most gurus would say, I'd never bring on somebody that just bought my course 15 or 30 days ago, you know, afraid to talk about to them, afraid they might, you know, have bad feedback or something. And I'm just like, you know, let's let me let me um, quite frankly, let me keep my communication sharp with my audience, with my target customer, because if I can have a conversation with you and listen to you and it helps me so much more when I go then to do other lives or create other content and stuff like that. So I guess in a way I still have after 10 plus years this desire to also 
because I know if if I don't, Daniel, my my communication will get rusty, and and I could get right back into a place to where my words are not connecting with people because I'm I've been too much in isolation and not keeping my sh- I have to keep these skills and that's why I like going live so much. So maybe you could talk about that and how that's maybe helped you and give us a couple of tips about how to practice empowering communication with people and engage an audience w- instead of just feeling awkward on the live, you know, like you feeling like you don't have anything to talk about and then you might get insecure and and, and sort of freeze up. What do you do to make people engage and even feel them empower make them feel empowered? I, you know, that's a good question. I, I always take the focus off of me because I think what happens, you know, when I first went on live uh, TikTok, I was like, hey, you know, you know what to do. Like, you know what to do. Right. And I, what I realized. <laughs> what, well, like link in bio, link in bio. Right. That that move. Exactly. And I realized I wasn't taking the skill sets I built in leadership and basketball, playing for my country and, and going to, and being able to be in a network market space. The leadership I got, I wasn't taking that into the space. So for me, the way I mastered that was taking myself off it completely and understanding the science. You know, Dave, if people come to my page, if they like me, they'll go on the page, they will scroll, they'll click on the link, they'll do this. So if I focus too much on the other things that people are going to do anyway, if they like me, then less people will do those things because I'm so focused on those. So what do I focus on? I focus on building trust and connection with the people that come with my life. You know, how can I learn more about their story? How can I connect with them? I already know. Hey, and here's the one thing I learned too, and I've learned this many times. You change one person's life, that could lead to a, an impact that you could you never you could never even imagine. So in my life, I have one person on there. Guess what? I'm gonna say speak to them like, hey, what's going on? Like you look familiar. You came in alive before. You know, you're you- the only one here. How can I help you? It's all about you, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and let me know how I can serve you. Otherwise, I'm gonna talk until more people come. But it's it's you and right, man. That's such a good point. You got one person alive. How can I help you? You know, how it's all like look, nobody else is here. We're one on one, baby. How can I help? Exactly. I used to be the guy thinking, man, if there's not 10 people or 100 people, guess what? Oh, my gosh. But what now I realize is, guess what? You know, if the people will come. The leads will come. If you connect with people, you build great content. But the most important thing, when people come to live, they're not thinking, hey, how can I make Daniel's live amazing? They're thinking, <laughs> they're thinking, yo, like, do I want to stick here or do I want to keep scrolling? Oh, that guy said my name. Wow, he cares. Uh, let me. Oh, let me. I want him to talk more about me. That's what people feel. Have people yeah. stick and educate and connect. Oh, such a good point. Yeah, it's not their job to to do that. What, babe? I'll be done in a minute. We'll get some food. Um. So you know. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I. The the that mentality is is such a big one in this in this business. When when you stop looking at numbers, I, that's one thing I like about Gary V. Gary V. Really talks about that a lot. Yeah. And um, while everybody over the years has been you know critical of him and 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 how much energy, how much grind, how much hustle. I mean, everybody has opinions about his work life balance and always marriage must be in crumbles. And I'm, you don't know that. We all just want to come go run in our mouths about stuff, you know, having an opinion. And the truth is, is that all of that time, you know, who knows his family and his marriage may, may be 
a thousand times better than all everybody else's. And, and, and simultaneously he's putting in that work, that consistency and having those conversations, those one-on-one conversations at events or, you know, and he is that guy, you know, that's his personality that he's, you just know that what he's saying is true because he's been saying it for long enough, but his point in all of it is do what makes you happy and, and, and don't focus on the numbers, focus on the individual, focus on the life, the life that you can impact. Because another thing, I'll give you another practical example of how that domino effect happens is that now all of a sudden you have a raving fan who's, who's, you know, or a friend who's commenting on your stuff and liking your stuff. And that's how you create momentum with your content, right? Daniel say, it's just the simple things. How do you, how do you think that people engage on post? Well, they feel some connection. They had some one-on-one interaction. They have some sort of relationship with you and, and therefore they feel comfortable enough to comment on your stuff. That's how people get people to comment. So those little investments are really important. Those one-on-one conversations not only can, you know, result in a, in somebody buying something, obviously, but even more so, like you said, that raving fan, that's how you get people to come on to your stuff and actually pay attention and want to support you, you know, and want to like your shit and comment on your stuff. And you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's such a simple formula. And I think we, we just, I guess in society today, Daniel, everything's so fast and everything's so instant gratification that we forget what, you know, the equivalent online of opening a door for somebody or smiling at somebody, or just if somebody goes off on us in public, just like not wanting to fight them, but saying, Oh my God, like, I'm so sorry that you're so upset. I can tell you're having a bad day. Like, is there anything I can do to help? Like, that's an act of God, man, in today's world. But really, it's not. It's just lowering my ego, right? And just putting others either equal or before me and not always having it to be about myself. Exactly, exactly. And a lot again, a lot of times people, you know, there's certain actions you can do, you know, like, you know, on TikTok, right? You know, if you have someone like, share, watch time and all those things are a factor, well, guess what? People don't necessarily come to TikTok and say, man, I want to, I want this post to go viral for him or for her, right? They usually <laughs> come and, they, and you've made them, you, the only way you can get that same result by caring about them, connecting with the people that do engage and having a great conversation. Hey, what's, you know, what, what led you to my page? What made you want to follow? You know, you know, what kind of goals do you have? What are you looking into? Those type of interactions. And uh, one of my good friends told me what too. What have you tried? What have you it, tried? There's so many quick little questions but anyways your your friend said what yeah and my friend said to me one time you know a good mentor of mine said you know sometimes take people off road right what does that mean everyone's used to the hey how you doing how's everything going how much money you want to make well how about ask a a question that takes them off road a little bit hey you know you know what's the lot when's the last time you really felt fulfilled in what you did what what you know what's Mm -hmm. the drive you have what's the one thing you're afraid of losing if you keep everything the same right now now people have to wait. Oh, wait, hold on. They don't have to go into their phone and pick out their, their generic answer. They, they got to now think about it. Now they want yeah. to come back because that person made me feel something I've never, ever felt before. Guess what? Yeah. Sales is about connection. That's it. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's about not being salesy, not, you know, the best sales interactions and experiences I, that I've had are, are not people who have tried to 
you know, get that one up positioning on me. Um, you, you know, and there's a lot of strategies that, that people use in sales, you know, like trying to remain the one who's asking the questions and, you know, leading the conversation and all this, but, you know, I've really found that just not trying to get an angle or a position on somebody and really just trying to connect with them in as if they're a friend, although being intentional with your questions and not just totally going, you know, off the, the, you know, off, off brand or off message too much. But, um, I, I just, I just, I just don't think that we realize, uh, especially coming out of what's happened the last couple of years and all the, the, the hate and pain in the world, how just lonely people are and how just giving them some gentle kindness in, in treating them like a human being with dignity, even in a sales process, really makes a big difference. And, and it's, it, I see people who are so, even people who come on our team, advisors who come on and they're so, they want a script, they want this, they want that. I, I, uh, don't hand out or give away scripts, just kind of, just kind of, here's a guide for some kind of what the conversation, what a, what a good quality conversation might look like. You know what I mean? And, and, and here's a couple of different questions and ways that I like to follow up with the question that I just asked so I can dig deeper and, and make somebody really feel like I give a shit about that question I just asked. And like, it's not just a, a list of questions I'm trying to get through on a script. You know what I mean? I mean, people can sense that, man. And I think that we, it's not the seventies people. It's not where it, you know, the, it's, it's the same thing is happening in, in Russia right now. You know, I I feel like Putin feels like, uh, you know, for those of you who are, who are keeping up on what's going on over there, uh, Putin basically is, has, has eliminated all of the, the communication, the, the news organizations, there's no freedom of press. It's all state controlled. And, 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 you know, I think he feels like it's like pre-internet times because people are, can get on the internet and get information, man. You know, they can get information. They can, they can get on the internet and, um, our people are no different. Our customers are no different. We can't talk to them like it's 1970s and they don't have every single piece of information along with 50 other options right at their fingertips. Is all they got to do is just, here's here's you, cuz, right here. This is what you are nowadays. Blink. You're gone, man. With the flick of a thumb. <laughs> Daniel, it's a crazy world out there, man. I mean, we are more replaceable than ever, you you know, as, as, as people who are in business and you see this every day, mom and pop quality store that was on the corner of the street. Sure. It's good. Sure. We wish that it stayed, but guess what? Your ass had Chipotle last night because you didn't want to leave and you wanted Uber Eats, right? So the truth of the matter is people have more choices. We can't just come on the internet spend our $2,500 and be like, where's my money? You know, get up on there on TikTok and start talking all kinds of ways to people. Hey dog, here's you right here. Bink. You gone, man. 
Yeah. Right. So that's why I think this conversation is all the more important about just learning how to talk to people and treat people with respect and realize that every little answer or response that you get, that's not exactly the one that you want. That doesn't mean that it's an argument. That doesn't mean yep. that somebody's, you know, that you're a piece of shit or that you're never going to be successful. It just means that, Hey, maybe somebody's having a bad day or God, maybe, Maybe I'm filtering this in a way and I'm hearing it differently than it's being said. And that's another scary thing, Daniel, is text, how things can get lost in translation. I have to be intentional and pay attention to what I'm writing to ensure that it's clear and ensure that it's coming across in a way that 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 doesn't rub somebody the wrong way. Because I'm sure you've had a few of those situations, too, to where it's like, let's hop on the phone. This is not coming across the right way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And even before COVID, as, as I was in a network marketing organization, I told people at the time, the team I had, I had a pretty good team. And I always talked about, let's try our best to create the the experience that people felt when we were in person. We can't just go online. We have to create the experience that people felt when we were in person. So that's why a lot of people that contact me and ask some questions about their getting started and everything, I like to send videos. I like to say video, hey, this is me. Yeah. This is me. Because I want them to have, if we met in person, they'll be able to see that. Be, they can't touch me right now, right? But I want them to see. So I think that's the biggest thing, too, is you are just a swipe away. How are you differentiating yourself? How are you, and if you're, and if you really want to have a good return on investment, uh, people always have the, they say all the time, um, and people always have time to do it a second time. They never want to do it right the first time, right? Well, the, that's why, that's why I go into, that's why I got everything in the blueprints. I said, I want to do this right the first time i want to get the results the first time but creating that experience for people that you want them to experience in person i mean if you think about that honestly it changed the game but it's it's been it's, it's worked out for me yeah yeah really it's it's it is it is i like to look at it like a game it it um although you know that's not to minimize anybody who might be saying to themselves well these bills ain't a game dave yeah i get it you know i understand but um, you can't take yourself so seriously because unfortunately the way the world works, if you do, nobody else will. We have to have fun. We have to treat people with kindness. Everything we need to know in this business, we learned early on in life. It's treating people the same way that we want to be treated. And it's just, we're, we're doing that just in, in new ways for some of you, whether that be through apps like TikTok or whatever but it's all the same rules. It's the same principles. And that's why I never, ever worry about the, 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 the game or business getting away from me and me not being able to keep up because I know the important thing is never the technology. It's never the, you know, Facebook ads platform. It's ne there's always going to be a new tool. There's always going to be a new webinar platform, a new metaverse, a new virtual reality, but you know what? I, there's, there's never going to be a new way in which people are going to want to be treated other than with dignity and respect. That's never going to change. And it's never going to be that people are going to be like, please talk to me and confuse me more. Please make this more difficult and more overwhelming. Th th that's never going to be the case. So these rules of communication that we're talking about today, this is such an important conversation are always going to be true. So this may, for those of you listening, be one of the most important conversations that you've heard here. Daniel, thanks for sparking it today, brother. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
All right, man. We'll keep keep us posted. Come back and uh, join us here in a couple of months and let us know how you're doing. Okay. And we'll talk mindset and communication and all that stuff uh, round two. Awesome. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. See you, buddy. All right, my friends, my little buddy here and I are going to go get something to eat. Okay. Have a great day. Be legendary, my friends. Um, and, uh, we'll see you back here for another episode tomorrow of wake up legendary. You know, uh, one of the things I was thinking about, uh, as Daniel was talking that I just want to say real quick is one of the reasons why I never, you know, am, am sitting on here, you know, saying, you know, giving strong calls to action, telling people to go buy stuff every, you know, two seconds is because I, I don't need to. Daniel's right that if you deliver value, if, if, if you, you know, people already know they're not dumb. They know about your link in your bio. I mean, you can gently give a call to action, just like I gently seeded in our blueprints today, but oftentimes it's more powerful to gently seed something in because you create curiosity. Oh, what was that that he mentioned? People always pay attention to those little offhanded comments that are sort of said under the breath because it's like planting a little seed more so than if you're putting something in their face, right? Telling them to go do something. Because a lot of times when you tell somebody to do something, human nature kicks in and, and nobody likes to be told what to do. We all like to make our own choices, right? And, and that is a more true statement than a lot of the people don't like to, you know, be sold. They like to buy. Well, at a, at a more, at a deeper level, they like to make their own choices. And so it's another reason why I don't sit on here and give endless calls to action to go buy our training and programs and products. Because you know what? If somebody got value from this episode, say you're new, you came on, you heard us have a quality conversation and you're like, dang, this is what they do for free. I can't imagine what's in their paid training that they actually prepared for. That's human beings are not stupid. That's what they think. So I don't need to insult my audience's intelligence every two seconds saying, click the link in bio or go buy our blueprints or whatever, because you know what? You know they're there. And if you want to go buy them after we've demonstrated that we can help you by actually helping you, you know, then you know that they're there. And that's how every business works. That's, that's how all the big giant business, when you have a product that's so quality, you don't need to talk about it all the time because you're just proving it's good by so my favorite business. One of my favorite businesses is the, you know, the bourbon chicken right in the mall, right in the food court. What are they doing? Is all they're doing is handing out samples all day, baby. They're saying, here's our product. And if you want to play to this bourbon chicken, just get in line, right? But that's all it is. That's all we're doing here is we're handing out appetizers all day long. We don't need to constantly say, if you want a full plate of this chicken, you can go get in line, right? People know that. Just focus on get handing out appetizers and make sure that it's quality stuff, just like we're doing every single morning, at least five days a week right here on Wake Up Legendary. And if you want the blueprints, if you want to take your game to the next level, if you want more accountability, if you want to join pretty much every person that's been on this show and that's getting results, take a dive head first into the blueprints. Just make sure you put your seatbelt on 
it's going to be a wild ride. All right, my friends, we'll see you back here for another episode tomorrow. Be legendary. Get out of here. Peace.